Okay, a moment of silence for George Floyd, his family, and anyone who has been a victim of police brutality and the race war not only in America, but in this world. May love enter into every part of your life as you see it now and into your hearts and into the hearts of those that you're also grieving for and empty towards. May light enter. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to our Sunday series. My name is Zozo and I'm your hostess with the mostest, no toastess. All right. Also, we all know that like right now I'm in separation with my twin flame. If you don't know what that means, um, let's see. Twin flame is a soulmate on crack. It's literally like your soul's other half, but like in another body and the relationship is super intense, whatever. But in separation for the second time, it's been two months now, almost three. Uh, and some days are easier than others. Some days are harder than others, but it's like completely fine. The biggest thing that I've taken away from this is that twin flame relationships and relationships in general are just mirrors, right? Anything you see flawed in them is in some way rooted in something flawed in you or your perception. And anything that you are just enamored with about them is also something that you have in yourself that they're enamored with about you. So you're enamored with it as well. It took me some time to really learn this because I felt like I was always the one who was right. How crazy is that? Like, in what world does one person always write? I always felt like I was the one who was right. I was like, this is this way. I'm right. This person is wrong. I'm right. This person is wrong. My way is right. This person's is wrong because obviously I'm the more spiritually awakened one between the two of us, which is just not an, you're not acting from love when you say these statements. These are ego statements. And an ego statement is a statement that satisfies your fear, right? Whereas a love statement literally unsettles your ego to no end it's like what what do you mean what are you talking about like are you crazy and like again that's just your ego trying to protect itself from something that's true for the spirit right so yeah for the longest time i was just like i'm right i'm right this person is wrong they'll come they'll apologize and we can move on in the right way but in some ways i also wasn't right because in a union in a relationship of any kind if you're also not giving yourself that same level of care and attention as an individual because you're two different people even when you're like together right you still have your aloneness and like separately because you're people before you're anything right so I wasn't I wasn't giving myself that because I didn't know how to right like I just didn't know how to and like personally I grew up like 
know, like, I guess I want to say my formative years didn't have like a strong father figure because my father passed away. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know, like I didn't understand a lot of stuff. And like, I used to think that it would literally like ruin my life and do all of this stuff. And I was just like being dramatic and a teenager and whatever. But like, there's no excuse. There are people who like grow up with no parents at all and they're still doing fine. It's always about you. These The way that you relate to people is always about you. And it's like the lessons that your soul has to learn at this specific time, right? And so for me, when I realized that like, that I could be wrong about some things, that I could be at fault for some things that I let persist, like, and I had to actually take responsibility, that's when things got super painful. So like for anyone like in separation currently, like get to the point where you're also holding yourself accountable and you're also putting yourself on trial for how you treated yourself because you're also responsible for yourself, not just your relation with that person, right? And audit that and pour as much love and compassion as you can on that person who committed those acts and who said those things and who did those things and who acted that way and who allowed that for you. Pour compassion on that version of yourself that let you hurt in those ways, sort of. And it'll heal the union between both of you, sort of. And not saying this is like a straight line. Nothing is a straight line, by the way. Like, this is an up, down, down for a few days, up for like an hour, down for a few more days, up for seven days, down for an hour, up for 14 days. Like, it's not linear and it never will be linear because time is a construct, right? Literally, is that a catchphrase? Should we merch that? I think we should merch that, dude. Like, we should merch that. We should totally put that, like, on mugs. Time is a construct. Um, Our Sunday series. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's that's that on that. Right. So this okay, weekend, I read that The on Book that. of Longings by, by Sue Monk Kidd. She wrote, she wrote The Secret Life of Bees, and she wrote uh, literally nothing else I know. But the cover says, like, The Invention of Wings. I don't know if you guys know her then off of that but like I had no idea who she was this was like an Amazon buy that I was just like eh let's go for it I need something to read on Saturday and so the first lines of the book literally had me shook I picked this book on random happenstance I wasn't thinking about what it contained I just sort of like saw that it had like four and a half star reviews and I was like going for it And literally, the first sentence of the book, the first two sentences are, I am Anna, I was the wife of Jesus Ben Joseph of Nazareth. And I was like, what? (laughs) What did I pick up? Like, what is this book? This is ridiculous. Like, am I about to read uh, 400 some pages of like, controversial, controversial writing? But no, it was incredible so essentially anna is this girl who is a jewish girl she grows up in um present-day palestine and uh egypt but she grows up in present-day palestine right so it's set in like jesus's time but it's like she's 15 um her parents are wealthy because the father is like the head scribe for I don't want to ruin this because I really hope you guys pick it up but her father is a head scribe for um the Roman official in the town that they live in which is like a really wealthy town right and her parents want to marry her off because she's like 15 whatever and they choose I don't want to ruin this book basically they want to marry her off and she meets 19 year old Jesus in the market um and she basically falls in love with him and then like the first, I'm not, I don't want to ruin this. 
she basically falls in love with him. But the thing is, this book doesn't focus on the spiritual like uh, and theological depiction of Jesus. It focuses on Jesus the man, right? So the middle of the book is all about oh, the way that I'm ruining this for you. I don't want to do that. It's phenomenal. I've never read prose so beautiful. I've never read writing so alive in my hands. Like, who is this Sumon Kid character? Like, incredible and amazing. I just want to show you the one of the prayers that Anna, the heroine, the main character, uh, writes to God, right? She says, she says, Lord, our God, hear my prayer, the prayer of my heart. Bless the largeness inside me, no matter how I fear it. Bless my reed pens and my inks, which are like pens and like ink to write with. Uh, bless the words I write. May they be beautiful in your sight. May they be visible to eyes not yet born. When I am dust, sing these words over my bones. She was a voice. That part got me. And that was page, what, 12, 13? And I was like, you know, okay, settling in. Let's read this whole thing in one go. That's all I did yesterday was read this book, right? This book is literally amazing. It has me thinking that, like, it actually taught me a lot, really. Because I think for so many people, it's like, it's like a relationship is end-all, be-all. This girl, Anna, right? She's like, she's a writer. She has her own destiny. Before she met him, she like, she says, bless the largeness inside of me. She knows that she there's something inside of her that needs to be spit out, right? And they come into this marriage and she loves this person, but like, she knows in her mind and heart of hearts that there is something bigger that she's here for as well, Right? And obviously, Jesus, like, literally, you need to read this because it's a beautiful work of fiction and prose. And she prefaces the entire thing by saying, this is my my imagination. This is my fiction. Do not take it as fact, as I respect it as such. Like, at first, I was like, is this sacrilegious to, like, is that even the word? Is this, like, bad to read? <laughs> because it's, like, personifying Jesus. But, like, Jesus was a person. And I'm not going to, like, go into, like, my personal views of everything. See them in this book and, like, he wakes up and he's praying to God. And he's like, I feel this, like, longing increasing and increasing in me. And obviously, when we're looking back at Jesus' story, we're reading it from the writings of scholars and the writings of apostles and, like, everything, right? We're reading it past tense. We're, as things are happening in life, like, you don't know what they're leading up to. You have doubts yourself. You're just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe this is what God is saying. Maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I have no idea. And only when you get to that maybe point and you see like, oh, it was, that was the right inclination that I had. That was what God was saying. This is what he said he was going to do. This is how he's doing it. Oh, like, but you 10 years ago were like, no idea. Like, <laughs> we could be right. We could be wrong. Like, this personified and brought to life this, like, Jesus of theology. You know what I mean? Like, I just think everyone should read this book. And I'm going to read one more quote from it, or two, because we're here. What most sets you apart is the spirit in you that rebels and persists. It isn't the largeness in you that matters most. It's your passion to bring it forth. Right. And this woman that's talking is saying like, 
to Anna, like your passion to bring it forth is what is your largeness, what makes it so different and so you and so important, right? And this woman, this book is about sisterhood and motherhood and traditional and non-traditional motherhood. It's beautiful. I think God had to write this himself. That's it. Because even the author in the notes said that, like, I had this idea 15 years ago and I just didn't think about it. It was a passing thought, never pursued it. And then four years ago, it was like the idea just came back and it was begging to be written. And if you're an artist, you know that when that inclination takes over, like you have no choice but to use the gift you were given and spit out whatever your fingers, your hands, your voice, whatever has to spit out. And so the woman says, uh, my own largeness has been to bless yours. Like, bruh, insane. So good. And then... And then this is a flashback that Anna has, or this is, don't ruin it. And this is um, something that Jesus says to Anna. He's like, I know, I know Anna. (laughs) She is difficult. You don't have to feel love for her. Only try to act with love. And this illuminated for me personally, the fact that like, we're all just here, like at the whim of like, God, you know, like, I don't want to go too deep into theological concepts currently because I don't feel like the spirit is speaking. I feel like me speaking, which is like, oh, girl, don't want to lean too heavily into that. But um, yeah, no, this book, brilliant. Everyone should get it. And I will. Do you guys know what I'm watching on Netflix or what I watched? And I was so stunned by it. Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler. In this movie, he isn't goofy like he is in all of the other movies. Like he literally took a serious role and made it Adam Sandler and made it amazing, infused his like vibes and everything into it. It was it was phenomenal. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Literally so, so good. Anxiety was like on a short fuse the entire time. And then like, oh. Like, I haven't seen a good movie in a hot minute. That was a good movie, you guys. It's, like, about this guy who's a gems dealer. I don't know what to call him. He owns a jewelry shop in New York. And, like, it just follows him around for, like, a day or two, a few days, a week maybe. Um, And it just goes through his life. And you walk with him through his life. And it's just, like, you end up being this person. And you end up feeling so much compassion for this person just from, like, spending the day with them. But it's so dramatic at the same time. It's, like amazing literally so good phenomenal 10 out of 10 would recommend so apparently kylie forged her uh being a billionaire status but like who cares like apparently they were like forging tax documents i mean chris jenner like the devil works hard chris jenner works harder okay that woman built that family okay they forged tax documents they said you know what kylie is a billionaire by all means necessary and they just said boom 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 forbes was like you know what we're doing this story let's run this story um yeah but apparently she's like a 900 millionaire whatever 
Can we talk about Kylie Cosmetics? Because <laughs> I still only have two lipsticks from them. Never finished them. I think they're like dried out by now because I got them in college, maybe. Um, which was like three years ago, but not even three years ago, like sophomore, like freshman year when they first came out, when she was like telling everybody that she has big lips because she overlines them. <laughs> Yeah, we were so dumb. I was so dumb. I was like, huh, like, I, I have lips naturally, but girl, get yours. Let me order this and make mine bigger even. And like, Kylie Cosmetics, like, she really had the girls shook. And I swear that stuff is like the quality of like drugstore makeup. But like, she slapped Kylie on it with that like drip logo when it's like <laughs> came through drip, drip, drip. And we're like, oh, yes, add to cart, buy to get one. Hey, uh. Uh, but <laughs> is Kylie Cosmetics actually profitable? Can we talk about it? Has anyone actually published these books? Because I can't think of a soul who is still buying makeup. Like makeup definitely had its heyday, you guys. Like I think like when Instagram was coming, like the makeup girls on Instagram, they were like these like unicorns, like, ooh, makeup girls, like, yes, do makeup. I even got into makeup at that time. I was like, ooh, ooh, contoured at. Now I'm more of a glossier girl myself. No makeup is the way up. Okay. <laughs> Can I say that again? No makeup is the way up. Uh, I just do like very minimal because I like to protect my beautiful skin from harsh ingredients and chemicals and things like that. But um, yeah, makeup had its in the last decade. You know what? You know what? Since we're here making predictions, okay, last decade was Instagram. This decade is TikTok. Whoever comes out of this decade, poppin' is gonna come out poppin'. Set, finished, done. Press, delivered. Here you go. Tip added, not revoked. Instacart, you fumbled. You feel me? Like, I just think, like, it's such a time. It's, like, an amazing time to be alive. The roaring 20s. Am I right? Like, the roaring 20s. But... Yeah, so Kylie Cosmetics, I can guarantee is, how profitable is it? Considering they have an entire team. So am I the only one? I used to think the Kardashians did everything themselves. I was like, wow, how is, how is, how is, uh, what's her name, Kim? Yeah, how is Kim like running a fragrance line and also like, and also like skims and like everything? Like, how is she doing all this and being a mom and going to law school like, they have giant teams. And I was like, whoa, how did Chloe start a website from her bedroom? Like, in my mind, it was Chloe starting Poosh from her, like, sofa. Like, Poosh is basically Goop's competitor. Do you guys know what Goop is? Goop is, like, Gwyneth Paltrow's, like, wellness. Like, ooh, yes. Paid click site. Be a health guru. Like, they had a flop of a show on Netflix. A flop of a show. Very bad. Would not recommend. It's called The Goop Lab. Check it out if you want, but it's really super weird. I just, not my niche. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Courtney started poosh from her couch. And then I was like, <laughs> wait, has Chloe started anything? I don't think she has. Has she? She started like, um, yeah, no, I don't think she has. Does Chloe have livelihood? Let's see. I mean, she started true. Like, that's like a whole cultural phenom. The kid, correct? Oh, Good American. Yeah, she has that like Good American and then the active wear with Good American, which according to my roommate, is not that great. So I will not be investing my coins into said active wear. So basically these, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. So let's debate. Let's talk about it. Is Kylie Cosmetics a profitable company? If so, how profitable? Year to year, year by year, I would imagine quite profitable given the quality of their products. But in what markets are they excelling and not excelling? Because I'm telling you, it seems like they're just pumping out palettes, pumping out like not even new lip colors. Like when Jordan and Kylie were still friends, like was of the Jordan slash Kylie collection, Jordan and Stoss or like Kylie and Stoss. And then literally they are each other's like marketing besties. So they're like, ooh, Kim, Courtney, Chloe line of Kylie Cosmetics. Also not downing on Kylie. I literally think she's the least problematic Kardashian out of all of them next to Courtney. Courtney is holy grail. Amen. Love her. Sorry. But <laughs> love, love Courtney. Um, but is Kylie, like Kylie is so unproblematic. Like she just wants to play with her kid and have a good time. Um, yeah, but eh, Kylie cosmetics and don't even get me started on Kylie skin. Like what kids are you deceiving? I guess not everyone is into skincare like I am, but like, I'm really into skincare. You guys, maybe I'll do like a little guide on like, uh oh, <laughs> maybe I'll do a little guide on best skin, or like skincare recos and things like that and how to get started. But like, mm, I would never buy something from Kylie Skin unless it was a gift because I'm scared of that ingredient list. Like she makes no effort to make sure that this stuff is clean and it has like, I don't know, just strikes me as like St. Ives and pink bottling. Not that anything is wrong with St. Ives, just not my vibe. Um, Yeah. So, Kylie, billionaire status, according to her mother, 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 um, and that's like it. But who cares? Everyone loves to like peg people down. Twitter is really pissing me off. Like, I am really annoyed by Twitter these days because Twitter is a cesspool for just noise, okay? Like, there's useful Twitter and not so useful Twitter. I'm about to delete the app, but I don't want to stay out of touch with what's happening with COVID and everything. And everything that's happening with uh, the protests and like George Floyd aftermath, all of that. I don't even want to call it aftermath. How insensitive of me. Just everything that's happening right now. Like, it's just, it's just too much for me. It's a lot. And it's not entirely positive. Like, Instagram has been dumb boring. My TikTok view times have been low because there's so much noise. Oh, girl, delete this out. Delete this nephew. But like, yeah, might delete Twitter. But it's so funny. But it's such a cesspool. Like, I don't know how celebrities do it. Imagine if you had access to, like, everyone adding you at all times. Like, I would cry. I'd be like, can someone handle this for me? Because I don't want to see all of this. This is very noisy. It's too noisy for me. Like, Twitter needs a mode for, like, celebrities or people like me and people like me. <laughs> Celebrity status. But, like, people need a Twitter mode that's, like, easily, like filterable like I just want what I want to see don't give me that noise like I don't know it's a lot everyone has a like platform on Twitter and that's great but it's also really noisy and maybe I'm getting like overwhelmed by it but like it's too noisy my favorite days of the week are Shabbat because <laughs> everything is quiet nothing is in my face it's amazing okay cool it's question time, it's question time, it's question time, question time, question time, uh, uh, question time, question time, 
You know what time it is. Question time. Ooh, question. Okay, so these are all from Instagram again because I like to answer TikTok questions on TikTok. Um, I give love to the IG fam in the most personable way that I know how. Okay. Okay, so this person is wondering, she's seven or they're 17, um, just getting into manifesting. And of course, I still live at home um, and everything. But can I start manifesting now for when I'm older? Can I manifest living and working in New York right now? And will it work? I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like that's so far out, like six years at least. um, And I don't want to fall off or flame out of manifesting it, even though that's all I've ever wanted is to live in New York, you know? Okay, yeah, sorry. I hope that makes sense. And sorry for bombarding you. Bombarding me? First of all, bombard me. Truly. Like, should we get a dad hat that says bombard me? <laughs> like, I always joke. I'm like, do I have a tattoo on my forehead that says disrespect me? But um, yeah, I think I started manifesting moving to New York when I was 14, basically. I've always loved New York, always wanted to be in New York, always knew I'd end up in New York. And the way that you go about sort of manifesting these long-term things is you have the vision, honor that vision. You've been given it, right? Honor it. Literally, you're supposed to be there. You don't know what for, but you just know you're supposed to be there. Like, that's your playground, boo. You are going to run that city. I'll just first tell you what I did and then give you some advice on what to do. What I did was I basically pictured my entire life in New York. I always had like these dream apartments picked out. I would like, I'm a writer, so I would like write um, about my life in New York, what I do, like who I'm with, like how fabulous it is, how busy I am all the time. I would make all of these grand visions of myself. I would visualize it. I would always keep it in the back of my mind. I would just know that I'm always going to live in New York. I'm going to move to New York. I don't know how. I may not go to school there. I may go to school there. I may not move there right after graduation. I may move there right after graduation. I may not raise my family there. I will raise my family there. Like, you know what I mean? Disclaimer, I don't know if I'll raise my family in New York because it's just like, eh, who knows? But (laughs) I always knew that it was for me. So I always aligned myself to it. And then when I started learning about like manifesting and all of that, I would do affirmations and I'd say like, I am now a resident of New York City. I am now this and I live in New York City. Um, And I would just get really happy about it because I knew it was coming to me and I knew there was no way I could fail because I didn't decide. I just have this strong desire for New York. Like that's it. So I'm like, who gave it to me? God, probably, most likely, for sure. So let's just let him do his thing. He probably already has everything picked out for me, has my friends, my job, my house, my every, like everything is set for me. It's just a matter of time before I get placed into the scene. You know what I mean? So learn about all of these different methods and like schools of thought and like stick to what resonates with you personally and what resonates with your spirit because a lot of this stuff is eh, pretty woo-woo. I don't like to say that, but it is. It's pretty woo-woo. And I generally try to stay as kosher as possible when it comes to these things because it's like, uh, I'm good with affirmations. Those are like written in scripture. I'm good with uh, good with affirmations, good with visualization because I think it's one of my gifts. And I'm good with like just acting as if, which is like acting as if you're already there. So like, Yeah, like, and when you're just walking around, just be like, oh, yeah, like, when I live in New York, I'm gonna have to figure out, like, how to budget for this. So let me, like, start budgeting. When I live in New York, like, you have to embody 
that version of you that lives in New York comfortably, happily with doing what you love doing. And if you don't know what you want to do yet or what you want to study, it completely doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> that will figure itself out. You just know that whatever that thing is, it requires you to be in New York. And don't time box it either. It could be six years. It could be three years. It could be two years. It could be anything. Like, you literally have no idea. And if you set the intention to move there at, like, say, age 22 or age 23, whenever, like, college even, like, set the intention and just say the best time for me to live there is when I'll live there, when everything is aligned, right? Like, you never want to be there when things aren't ready for you yet, when, like, all of the pieces for your specific scene aren't set. You don't want to be there yet. You can't be on set. You're an actress. You charge. Like, what do you mean? You want to be there when you know everything is set up, and when everything is set up is when you'll be there, and you know that things are getting set up for you right now. All right, so this one is, again, from Instagram. Um, and by the way, my Instagram is as told by Zozo, like the same as my like TikTok. Um, yeah. Okay. So she said, I met my now ex-boyfriend in August of 2018 when I was studying abroad in Denmark. Um, his name is, let's call him James. He's Danish, but lives in Germany. He met, we met at a random bar when I went out with my roommate and he was visiting Copenhagen with school friends on a class trip. We're both 22. We actually didn't start dating until the end of September of 2018 after I visited Germany, um, visiting him and spent the weekend in Berlin. Ooh, ooh, ow, ow. During that first weekend together, I felt this special feeling of pure happiness and bliss during a lunch together in Berlin. Yeah, welcome to a twin flame meeting. I never felt anything like it before. I realized him on, and I shared a special connection and bond. Uh, we were both so similar and shared the same dreams and aspirations. From the beginning, we talked about a serious relationship and saw a future together. How lucky. What? After I left Europe in December of 2018 uh, to return to the States, we continued to date and did long distance. <laughs> wink, wink, rink-a-dink. We would see each other every other month. Uh, love that for you. Uh, James finished his degree in January of 2020, and I just finished mine. He works uh, in shipping, um, in the corporate side, uh, and I wanted to and I wanted to do banking or consulting. From the beginning of our relationship, we agreed to coordinate our post-graduation plans to be together. Um, and since July 2019, when he found out he was studying, he was staying in his town in him, his town in Germany. Um, I started looking for jobs. I even considered applying to grad school in Europe. I was still uh, doing my current job and looking into grad school, but I wasn't entirely sure I wanted to work or if I wanted uh, to continue like higher ed, like grad school. Um, we talked about this in January and considered doing long distance again while I worked in the U.S. for another year. Uh, since I already had a job lined up, his family and friends were also involved in the job process. I last saw him when I spent the holidays with him and his family in Germany. Girl, what? I'd be like, husband, my ring size is XYZ. Thank you. Love to see it. I will accept upgrades uh, in two-year intervals. Thank you. Please sign the dotted line below. This contract is binding, legally binding. Um, not just, you know, <laughs> I felt even closer to him and especially to his family as I spent a lot of bonding time with his mom. Wow. I left feeling so happy and excited for the future and was finally hearing back from places I applied to abroad. Everything's working out, right? We we're talking every day for about three weeks. 
Okay, we're talking every day, but after three weeks, uh, James called me and told me he no longer had the same feelings for me and thought that he would make me unhappy if we stayed together. After I went to visit him, um, he was struggling with life changes. Um, He was upset about just his life, apartment, all of that, isolating himself. I never saw him act like this before. He was always so half confident and honest. I kept checking, but he just told me he needs time uh, to process. I messaged him twice after our breakup uh, to try to talk about what happened. And then back in December, before I spent the holidays with him, I booked a trip to see him in March over spring break since he couldn't take off uh, from working. He told me in the breakup that I shouldn't actually come, that we couldn't work it out. I, I reached out a third time with an honest message telling him how happy I was to have been with him, how I want to work things out, how I'm still not sure what happened in the end, but that I might have to move on. Um, he read the message and never replied. This was someone who I thought, literally, is he a Scorpio? Because sounds like a Scorpio. Ugh, Scorpios have a special place in humanity now. This was someone who thought, who I thought would never let me down. He felt we were always planning our future together, having kids, moving to same, moving to different cities, etc. Heartbroken since we broke up in February. Recently, I've been meditating and raising my positive energy. You're doing it correctly. I am manifesting a conversation where Oliver initiates the conversation and is willing to talk about us. I'm attracting the ability to share my side of the story and to understand what happened to him. You're literally so spiritually mature. Like you're attuned. You know the vibes. Um, I'm still so confused and would like to be on good terms with him, even if it means we don't get back together. Do you have any tips on manifesting this conversation? Well, first of all, my unsolicited, un uh, not a professional, nor am I like, God. Oh, God forbid. Oh, sorry. I'll cut, I'll cut that out. But <laughs> I think you're twin flames. So like a twin flame relationship is like, again, same soul, cut into two, put into two different bodies. When you meet, you're like, oh my gosh, is this person like the same eye contact and saying all of that? Um, you're just like, whoa, this person is a home. Like they feel like your personal home, like they're your home, vice versa. Um, so whenever one twin flame usually there's one that's more awake spiritually awake than the other like they know the vibes of the twin flame relationship even if they don't call it that that's fine uh just one person is more ready to do this um per se and the other is a bit more scared so you have the chaser and you have the runner so at some point um after you meet and everything is good it's like the honeymoon phase like literally like this is what the books are about. This is what the movies are about. Thank you, God, for bringing this to me, right? And then the runner gets really scared. <laughs> and they can't really explain it, but it's like an on an energetic level. They get really, really scared and they run. I mean, like for the hills, left, like they are gone. What happened? You don't know. Love is still there? Yes, confirmed, affirmative. They're no long they're they are nowhere to be seen. Yes, affirmative. Um yeah, I think, well, he'll obviously come back. Like, they always come back. Yeah, but going back to your question, do you have any tips on manifesting this conversation? Focus on looking at the love that you have between you both. Not trying to discard it. Not trying to get rid of it. That love that you have for both of you is the only thing that's going to bring this conversation about. And it'll do so in divine timing when it's told, hey, it's time. Get to it. Put them back together. Or let them have this conversation so they can go on their ways um, and come together in the future or not, right? But in terms of manifesting that conversation, just be at peace. 
Start looking within. This is the time for you to do that spiritual work with yourself. And you're right. You're doing it right. You said you're like meditating and raising your vibe and understanding. And you're going to probably go through a process of forgiveness for yourself, for them, for doing something so mean. It's not nice. Like it's, it's not nice, but they're scared. Maybe he didn't see this coming so fast. Even if he said it, he got really scared. In mind, this is just like my unsolicited or solicited. Is it solicited girl? I don't know. But my opinion on things, um, he got really scared. He just, all of a sudden it was like zero to 100 and it just dawned on him that it was zero to 100. And he's just like, no, like he's scared. He just doesn't want to do this now. Um, and he thinks that by pushing you away, he's getting rid of the love between you. <laughs> Gag is you can't do that. That doesn't work. It will never work. It has never worked in the past. It will never work in the future. Um, I would say, have you heard of three by 33? So basically you write, or five by 55, you write on a piece of paper. Let's just do five by 55 as an example. Five times for five days in a row, same time of day, uh, same statement, focus on gratitude, right? So you can write like, I am so grateful me and James had this conversation and the love between us is still uh, thriving. Or I am so grateful that me and James had this conversation. We are actively working on things together at our own pace, right? I am so grateful me and James had this conversation and the best possible outcome is slowly coming to fruition. And you write that gratitude-based statement 55 times, five days in a row at, say, 9 a.m. before your day starts. Same place, same pen, same sort of paper. Usually I just use a notebook. Play music to get you in that, like, zone that makes you really happy and really feel the gratitude and the happiness or I'm so happy that like James took the time to work on himself and I took the time to work on myself and now we're coming back together like better than we were before and feel the gratitude that you have for that outcome of that statement and then as you feel it and as you write it try your best like when you meditate when you get out of your actual like human mind and you get into that like higher self and you get into that like spiritual self that like is able to easily visualize or conjure images or and see yourself doing all of these new things and being together and feeling together again because I guarantee you like if there's a connection like they're feeling whatever you're feeling in some way shape or form and it is not pleasant for them the only difference is that like you probably have the ability to discern why you're feeling the way you're feeling and poor James does not know why he's feeling how he's feeling so it's just like a miserable time times two because he clearly said he was going through some things before as well right yeah so i'd say try five by 55 and continue doing what you're doing you're doing great like i hope it works out for you and please stay in touch because i want to know how it works out because yeah that just sounds like a dream first of all like were you lizzie mcguire that's amazing right you guys that is all i have for you happy sunday I hope you fall in love with yourself, with your life, and with the magic between Bases, babies. Okay, that is all I have for you guys. Um, thank you so so much for listening. And follow us on Instagram at our Sunday series. Follow me, Zozo, on Instagram as as at as told by Zozo. Follow me on TikTok as told by Zozo. It would mean the world to me if you left a review on this podcast. Um, and shared it with your friends and hopefully it helps them too and we can all just like sit together and realize we're all not crazy that would be amazing and wow wishing you love and light 
Namaste. Namaste.